0: The world has written a narrative of motherhood that's narrow and limiting, but that's not how motherhood was designed to be. We don't have to accept that narrative or stay in that confined space. As Christian mothers, we have the freedom to create a beautiful, fulfilling, and inspiring life for ourselves and for our families. We can live a life of purpose and vision in the midst of the confusion around us. I want you to move from being unsure to being confident as a mom. I want to see you let go of the overwhelm and guilt and embrace the freedom we have in Christ. Let's learn how to enjoy the life and the family we've been given. Let's create homes where faith can grow and hearts can be shaped for the kingdom. I'm Audrey McCracken, and welcome to Grace for My Home. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Grace for My Home. I wish you guys could see me right now. I am in a little corner in my bedroom, and I have a great big pile of towels on my bed that need to be folded. I've got a suitcase that's half unpacked from our weekend, and I've got all these books surrounding me. I'm like in a little fort. So I tell you that because I want you to have a picture of, you know, what life around here is really like. It's rarely put together. You know, we, we have, um, it seems sometimes like we're just jumping from one thing to the next. Our, our boys, my two oldest boys are playing on the high school soccer team and they've had the best high school soccer year since the team was started, years you know, many years ago. And so they've done really well. We went to a playoff game last night and they won. They did such a good job and we were very proud of them. My husband and I, we we were able to get away this past weekend. I really didn't say anything to you to you guys because I didn't know if it would happen. This was the third time that we were supposed to go to A retreat in the mountains of North Carolina and the first two times something happened. The first time it was something with the kids and the second time um, my husband wasn't feeling well. So we finally got there and it was well worth the wait. You know, when you're in ministry, so often you're pouring out and you're pouring out and you get blessed by that, but you forget that you need ministry too. You need times of just receiving and, you know, hearing what God is, is saying and, and letting God work in your heart. So I was so blessed by that this past weekend and refreshed. And actually that is the, the inspiration for what I want to share with you guys today. I want to talk with you today about the journey of healing. Healing is a journey. And all of us in some way are broken. We have been broken. We have been crushed. We all know what a broken heart feels like. And many of us have come from broken homes. And homes like myself, that was an alcoholic home, or maybe you came from a home where there was some other kind of addiction. You know, maybe you came from, you know, maybe you had a very good home, but there's still things that happen. You know, life happens. And we have to deal with the things that happen to us. And it's good as we grow, as we mature, it's, it's good to learn how to deal with the things that happen to us, the hurts, the things that scar our hearts, and how to give them to the Lord and let Him heal us. And that is a process, and it takes a lifetime you know we're never done with that i keep thinking that you know one day i'm i'm done one day i'll be finished but i don't think i'll ever be finished and i think that's the way that's just the way it is when i first became a christian and i came to the lord one of the first scriptures that he impressed on my heart that meant so much to me was joel chapter 2 verse 25 and I'll read that to you now. It says, And I will restore to you the years that the locust have eaten, the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm, my great army, which I sent among you. And I remember the Lord in a sermon, he, he brought that scripture to me and I grabbed a hold of it. it I knew it was him speaking that to me. That I will restore those year, those years, that the years that feel like were just wasted, that it felt like, you know, just such a, a horrible waste, that I have a plan to restore those years, that I care about your broken heart. It was so encouraging to me that God was going to restore everything that the enemy had meant for evil, that it was going to be turned around for good. And I, as a, as a woman, as a, as a young woman, I became a Christian at 22, but I had a past. And so often in church settings or in, you know, in groups of other Christians, often I would feel like I didn't fit in. I'd feel like I was the outcast because, you know, I didn't, I didn't have a perfect past. And I felt like somehow, you know, I didn't belong. And I had to hide in some of my past. I had to hide in some ways or I would be rejected was the, was my fear. And I remember Jesus dealing with me and showing me, you are the one that I came for. You are the kind of person that I came for. You know, it says he came to seek and save those who were lost and I was lost. Jesus said, those who are well, they don't need a physician. He said in Luke 4, chapter 18, he read from Isaiah where it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty them that were bruised. And so, see, if that's you, if you are the brokenhearted, if you are those that have been If you are one of those that have been captive, if you are one of those that, you know, have been blind or that has have been bound in some way, then you're the very one that Jesus came. And whether we believe it or not, we have all been captive to sin. We have all been scarred by sin and and its effects, And so Jesus has come to set us free. He's come to heal us from the things that scar our souls. You know, when we become a Christian, immediately when we become a believer, our spirit is regenerated. We become a new creature in Christ. The old has passed away. Behold, all things have become new and you are sealed with the precious Holy Spirit. When you become a believer, you are now a new, a new creature. But you live in a body, you have a mind, a soul that is not immediately changed. You know, the scripture says that we have to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. There is a process that we start at that moment when we become a new creature. We start the process of becoming more and more like Christ. That's not an instant transformation. That is an ongoing transformation. And the Bible also says that one day when we see him, we'll be like him. You know, one day we'll shed this body that we have. You know, this body is going back to the ground. And one day we'll get a new heavenly body. So our spirit is immediately transformed. Our soul, our mind, our will, our emotions, they are progressively being transformed into the image of Christ. And one day, our body will be transformed. But as long as we're on this earth, we're in that process. And it can hurt because, you know, we didn't get this way overnight, and we're not going to change overnight. And a lot of times, the things that have hurt us have scarred our hearts and it's kind of like you know if, if when your heart has these scars on it if somebody tries to touch it it's painful you know something that has not healed well it, it you don't want anybody to touch it if it's still raw you'll guard it from people but when we come to the Lord he wants to heal that broken heart. He wants to put back together the things that have been broken and shattered. And he can do that. Only he can do that. And he does miracles. You know, I am a, a walking miracle. I can see from when I first believed to now the transformation that God has done in my heart, the healing that I didn't think possible. He has truly restored the years that the canker worm, that the, that the destroyer tried to destroy. He has restored those things, you know, in my mind and my heart and my will and my emotions. But there's still a process. There's still, you know, healing going on. And, you know, this weekend I was reminded of that because, you know, so many times we, we you know, when we've been through a lot of healing, we can get to the point where it's kind of like, oh, well, I'm fine. You know, I've got it all together now. I, I, I don't need help now. But God always wants to go deeper. He always has more. And he loves us. He loves us more than we love ourselves. And so this weekend, he did a work in me. He was putting his finger on things. And, you know, I, I didn't necessarily like it. You know When when God puts his finger on things, sometimes I just, I wish he wouldn't do that, you know. But he does it because he loves us. And he wants us to experience more of him and more freedom. And so when he puts his finger on something and it hurts, it's because that's an area that hasn't been healed yet. And if we will let him, then he'll heal it. But to be healed, we have to give him all the pieces. You know, he can't put back together a heart that we hold back pieces. And so this weekend he was dealing on with me on those pieces. Give me those pieces. Trust me in these areas. And I'll continue that work that I started in you. And I'll continue to restore the years. To you and I remember when the Lord first gave me that pro- promise years and years ago when I was brand new Christian and Joel and Joel that I will restore the years that the canker worm has destroyed he really impressed on my heart that it took years for that to happen you know I didn't get those hurts overnight I didn't get those scars overnight and they were not going to heal overnight but see I just wanted to just poof and it's it's done. But healing is a journey, and it's a journey that requires you to be all in. It's work. And it's not, I mean, Jesus has already done the work at Calvary, but I have to make that real in my life. I have to receive that healing that he has provided for me. And that means that I have to go through things. I have to forgive things that I really would rather hold on to. I have to trust him with memories that I really don't want to think back on. You know, I have to believe that it that the work that it requires of me, the leaning in, is worth it. And I just want to tell you today that it is worth it. It is so worth it. You know, when I when I was a new Christian, one of the things that the Lord impressed on me is, you know, I was a single woman and I wanted a husband. But the Lord reminded me or showed me, you're not ready for that because you're broken right now. And anybody that you, that I give you, you're going to hurt because hurt people hurt other people. And we bleed on people when we're not healed, when we're not whole. And so he had to do a work in me before I was ready to be married to someone. And he did. He did a work in me at the right time. He brought my husband. And, you know, God blessed me with a wonderful husband. But after I got married, things started popping up that I didn't see before. You know, there's something about moving in with somebody and sharing your entire life with another person. You know, it's hard even with people who don't have, you know, a past It's or who don't have a past. And, um, you know, you put two sinful people in one house together and stuff comes up. And so we work through that. we still working through that. And then kids come along. And, you know, when my kids came along, I just thought I am going to, to do everything right. I want them to have the best home life. I want them to be able to say, you know, we just had the best childhood. Well, things popped up that I did not even know were there. I've dealt, I've talked with this some about, you know, my issues with anger and I shared a whole podcast on that. So you might want to go back and listen to that if that's something that you deal with. But this anger came up that I didn't even know I had, you know, I just thought I was a nice person. And I thought when this anger stops, started popping up, where is that coming from? You know, this, that's not even me, but it was me. Because I had dealt with a lot of things up to that point, but God was ready to go deeper. And our children can really bring out things from our own childhood. Because, see, I had decided I'm going to do better. You know, I'm going to be this perfect mom. And the Lord showed me, no, you're not. You're not perfect. Only God is perfect. And I will help you to raise them well, but it's going to all be by my grace. It's not going to be because you're going to try so hard and you're going to do everything perfect. You're going to mess up and you're going to have to lean on my grace and mercy to the end. And guys, I am still leaning. And it's really freeing, though. You know, it's freeing to let go of that control that I have to be perfect to have good kids or to have to do right by my home because I'm never going to be perfect. And so now I've learned that I can lean on God and it's not about me being perfect. It's about Jesus has done what needs to be done. And if I can just get in touch with Jesus, he will help me. And so I, I say all of this to say we're on a healing journey and God wants to heal your heart. And sometimes there are things that we don't even know about or remember or know are affecting us today that happened years ago, that if we will allow God to reach in and touch those areas, even the areas that hurt and we don't want to face them and we don't want him to touch them. But if, if we will allow him to do that, then it will bring freedom in our lives today. It'll bring peace to our minds today. And we will be able to walk in a new level of freedom and a new level of trust. And we'll be able to enjoy more of the freedom that Christ has given us. And I'm living proof of this. And I so want that for you. Because that's why Christ died. You know, that's why he died to set the captive free, to heal the brokenhearted. And he loves you so much. If I could only give you one suggestion, if you want this healing, if you want to be free from things that torment your mind or from memories that you just can't get past, you know, I want to, and I I know I harp on this all the time, and you probably think that again, I want to impress on you the importance of getting alone with Jesus. There is something about learning how to take your your burdens to him, learning how to communicate with him, getting in his word and praying to him that is transformational. Because that's where the living waters are. That's where the still waters are. You know, David said in Psalm 23, you know, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. And God wants to be your shepherd. And he wants to bring you to that place of peace. He wants to bring you to a place of healing. And we find that in his presence. He wants you to come along beside him, and he wants to speak things to you that you need to hear. It's kind of like me with, you know that scripture in Joel, Joel 2. Um, that was the word of the Lord for me. That was God speaking to me. And I have found that in my quiet time, the Lord can speak things to me that I already knew, I'd already heard. But when he says it, when he speaks it to your heart, it changes everything. You know, one word from the Lord can wipe away years of hurt and brokenness. One word can heal something that has been broken for years. And it's so sweet the way he does it because, you know, this was the Lord. This was God. This was not a man or a woman; this was God speaking to me, and He can speak to the depths of our hearts and So, I encourage you, get alone with him, talk to him. you know i sometimes this is silly, okay, I'm just bearing my soul here you know i in my in my bedroom, I have two chairs I have one in each corner, one beside each window, and sometimes I'll just clear out the other chair because it's usually got you know unfolded clothes in it but i'll clear out that chair and i'll say lord have a seat let me talk to you and i'll try to talk to him just like i'm talking to you and say and pour out my heart now i don't do that all the time but sometimes i have to do that just as a visual that i am talking to him and that i can talk to him as as a father i can talk to him as a friend and I bear my soul to him and I tell him, I need your help in this area. I'm really struggling here and I know you know about it, but I need to hear from you. I need to hear your advice. I need to hear your direction. I need to hear just that, that you still love me, that you're going to walk with me through this. And that is our lifeline. You know, our, our time with him is our lifeline. And I encourage you, let him speak to you through his scriptures. Through the Bible and also get along with him and have that one-on-one time with him because that is where healing comes. You know, when he, when he speaks into our hearts, maybe next week, you know, unless something else comes up and changes my mind, I want to share with you about hearing the voice of the Lord. It's so important that we as, as Christian women know and recognize and are, and have confidence that we can hear God speak to us because He's our lifeline. We need to hear what our Father is saying. You know, Jesus said, My sheep know my voice. And I've hesitated to speak on that just because there are so many people out there who have spoken on that, and they just make it weird. And they, you know, they, they, they say things um, that are just off the wall. You know, the Lord is not going to speak anything to you, to your heart, that is contrary to the Bible. There are things that I think that I can share with you that will help you recognize, is this God? Is this not God? It's just, you're having a conversation with your father. You know, you're learning his voice. And you, and that way, when he speaks words of healing to your heart, you can receive them as from him. See, when your father speaks to you, and he can speak to you through a sermon. He can speak to you just by you reading the Bible. He can speak to you in prayer. He can speak to you any way he wants to. When he speaks to you, it's healing. And I want that for you guys. So in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to do a podcast on hearing the voice of the Lord. But today, I just want to encourage you to start. If you have not already started, start your journey of healing with him. You know, go to him and say, Lord, these are the areas where my heart has been broken. Would you please heal them? And he will speak to you and he will help you and it will take Forever. It'll take your entire life. Um, but you'll have breakthroughs and successes all along the way. You know, and I've found that in my life, even things that he has touched in the past, as you get older, as you mature, he touches those in a deeper way. You know, because there's things that, you know, I couldn't have gotten or understood before I had children. And so even as a young woman, he did a work in me. But once I had children, that work, Became more intense. And even now, as they're growing, he's still doing a work in me on things that, you know, I thought, I thought we were done with that, Lord. And he's like, no, there's more. And it's always for our good. You know, he heals us. Because he loves us and he wants us to be the people he created and designed us to be. And so many times when we're scarred, the enemy will use that and say, see, you're broken and you'll never do these things that are in your heart. You'll never do what you were created to do. And see, he doesn't have the victory. God gives us the victory in Christ Jesus. And anything God has asked of you and called you to do, He will make sure that you are strong enough, that you are whole enough to do those things that He's put in your heart. And those are the things we want to do, right? So before we go today, I want to pray with you and um, just believe with you that God is going to help you start this journey of healing, that never ends. But it's such a good journey. You know, we get to learn Him, and um, we get to we get to learn about Him. We get to grow closer to Him through the whole thing. Father, I thank you that you love us where we are, but you love us enough not to leave us there. That you you bind up the brokenhearted, Lord, and you set the captives free. And Father, sometimes we don't even see or recognize the chains that are on our hearts but you know they're there and i ask you lord little by little that you would heal us that lord that you would restore to us the years that it feels like the enemy has stolen from us that lord you're going to use those things to bring lord light to others that lord they're not wasted years that, Lord, they're, they're years that you're going to restore to us. Lord, help us to be patient. Lord, help us not to get off the path, but this, but to stay on the path, trusting you, Lord, in the process. Father, give us ears to hear. I pray for every lady, every person, Lord, today that's listening, that, Lord, you would build hope in their heart and that you would take them by the hand and help them, Lord, to to come closer to you, Lord. You said if we draw near to you, that, Lord, you would draw near to us and we take you at your word today in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope you've enjoyed this episode today and will join me here again next week. You can find more encouragement on my blog at graceformyhome.com. God bless. Bye-bye.